time again. Oh, it's been a while, probably over a year since uh, I had the opportunity to record a Windshield Time podcast. I take that back. I've had a lot of opportunities. It just hasn't been a priority. My new pet peeve is people that are too busy. Never too busy. It bothers me when people already assume you're busy. Hey, I know you're busy, so I'll make this quick. Well, you're cutting us both short because I am not that busy, and I'd like to hear what you have to say because that's why I picked up the phone. Oh, your old pal Neil here. I'm going to drive back right now from... Where am I driving back from? I'm... Uh, I can't even remember the town. I'll remember it in just a second. <laughs> it's in southern Illinois. Very, very southern Illinois. Um, I'm on my way back to Evansville at this point. It is 545 on February the 7th, the Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, tomorrow will be my 43rd birthday, my 43rd revolution around this planet. And figure now is as good as time as any to jump back into windshield time it's funny I had um, I don't really I never really think I, I've, I've used this podcast or recording as an opportunity to just document my own mortality so in case my kids or grandkids come across it in the future they get a little bit more in depth of who I am or who I was or my voice or hell maybe maybe there's a place in time where I need to listen back and get a good refresher off of it, who knows, but it's um, been a great last few days, it's been a great while, wow, we're 2021 in the uh, February of 2021 after a crazy 2020 of COVID and coronavirus and we're ramping up the vaccines and everything else and, you know, half the country's in one mindset, another half's in the another mindset and at the end of the day we're all still American, so that's the good part about what we do. I always tell everybody I wake up every day and I judge life by are my kids healthy, is my wife healthy, open the front door, look to the left and to the right, then anything outside of that is a bonus. This keeps getting more special. Every day is more special. I keep saying that, you know, I don't don't need for an illness or a death or something tragic, anything to happen for me to take a second and evaluate life and how beautiful and special every single bit and person and everything in it is. I go through that inventory every day. I I missed this last year. I just miss, try to say this without choking up, uh, getting choked up. I miss my friends. Never thought as a 43 year old grown man that, um, that's, um, I'd be in a place where that's what I miss the most. I love my family. I love my kids. I never get tired of them. I never get tired of being their dad. I never get tired of being Leah's husband. Um, but I guess when you've, when you've had 10,000 conversations as I have over the years and talked to people, I always joke that, you know, growing up in Arkansas, in a small town, you know, you're friends with whoever's last name you know, starts with your last name because you, you, you're pretty much set next to that person or persons, a few of them, for a good bit of your grade school, junior high, high school life in a small town, you know, you're like, yeah, your name starts with mine and 
we're friends. Unfortunately, I'm still friends with my buddy Nate McMillan. Uh, but a lot of times you just, you know, you grow apart from people. But, you know, getting out in the world and moving to Tennessee and being on the road a lot and being in bars and talking to a lot of people, I'm more fortunate than most that I have been able to form some amazing friendships with people that are very, very special to me. And as I've found, as I've grown through my life and different parts of my life, I'm very special to them. And I guess when you meet those people and they are, they do mean that much to you and you tell them that you love them and that you're proud of them on a regular basis just because we're all going through some stuff from time to time and some things bigger than small, bigger or smaller than others. You don't want to wait till they're not around to tell them that, you know. But, you know, I'm very fortunate, you know, it just... Um, we're up here in Evansville visiting Leah's mom and dad and aunt and sister and all them, all their family, all her family. Um, first time we've been up here, we used to go up here every four to six weeks, you know, to, to stay with her mom and hang out and catch up and roam around town and take adventures. And It's been eight or nine months now since we've been up here. Finally came up and... getting a chance to catch up with everybody uh, ironically I'm starting to develop a network of friends in Evansville that don't have anything to do with Leah or her family or you know that connection just folks that I've known or my friend Lacey she uh, dated one of my friends previously and um, I got to know her and know how you know special and how good of a friend she is and so very fortunate that we've we've also stayed in each other's lives my buddy david passed away a few years ago you know in houston took his own life um, she was lived in houston then still does and oh through the time she um, um she uh her family she's originally from newburgh right outside evansville and that time um, during COVID and everything, her husband Doug work remote, and they have three beautiful sons that are within a month or two of all three of my children's ages. And um, they ended up in Newburgh and uh, staying at her mom's place. And her mom and dad go down to Florida. And very fortunate, I got to come up and we sat and talked for two and a half, three and a half hours, and just it never ended. Sometimes I I feel like an ass because I I feel like I talk too much. I have to remind myself to, to, to listen a lot better to especially the people that I, I want to know more and hear stuff about them that I didn't know and Lacey and I always been honest and straightforward with each other even though I can also say there's times where I probably wasn't that good of a friend but I guess that's you know that's the evolution to see whether you really want to spend time with people and Getting to see my boys play with her boys and just spend time with each other and, you know, catch up with Doug, too. I mean, um, you know, they were kind enough to invite me to their wedding, and that's a pretty special thing to invite somebody into. And, you know, uh, being there for that and her mom and dad have always, they've been those people that they just have always been accepting of anybody that they're, that, she, that Lacey's brought into their circle because they know that they raised a good kid and uh, I didn't get a chance to see them on this trip but I hope too soon
but uh, I remember her dad I uh, of course you know I worked at the brewery I took uh, took all took beer to uh, brought beer to her wedding probably seven or eight cases of beer and went and dropped it off at uh, at the venue outside of Little Rock Arkansas in this place it was beautiful up on a hill um, staring into the expanse of the wilderness and um, there were down to a lower level there was a swimming pool think anybody got in the pool but no they swam in it the day before I'm not sure if anybody swam anyway um, you know the, you know the rules of glass bottles around a swimming pool um, I loaded up this four door glass front door cooler right near the pool full of beer and about you know before the wedding started one of the shelves collapsed and it broke some of the bottles broke and got glass on the ground and needless to say toward the end of the night the wedding planner was not a happy person we cleaned it up really well but you can you can never get it all up but um for obvious reasons she wasn't happy and i was i felt like an ass to, to say the least and Lacey's dad was just like it was it was admirable and it and it and it um gave me a goal of how cool to be of like man this is my only daughter's wedding you could take all those bottles and spike them like footballs on the side of the pool but tonight nothing is ruining this wedding this moment this time and it's okay it's okay neil and 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 no less that amount of words did did uh, he communicate that to me and um I'll, I'll always remember that and it, it sticks in my brain and seeing the kindness and it's just nice you know walking around their house and seeing the pictures of you know Lacey and her husband and their wedding night and the family and everything I'm like man I you know most of the time you walk around somebody's house and you see that and you're like man that looks like it was a cool wedding or that was special blah 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 but until you know you were like man I was there that was pretty cool that was pretty special they let me be a part of that so I, I miss that, you know, and getting a chance to catch up with Lacey and Doug and watch our kids just kind of wrestle and figure things out was really cool. And um, just started running through that mental inventory of people that I miss catching up with in person where we, we don't see each other, talk to each other for months, and now it's years in person. And But when you do, man, you just, it's right back to just, all your inside jokes and information and stories and catching each up with each other with enough um, touches of honesty and just sharing stuff with each other that you don't normally get a chance to share with other people that just the trust level you build of relationships was just so cool man and this last year it's been a wild one been a weird one and a wild one you know to um, to uh, go from you know uh, lockdown we went and spent three weeks on the farm in Arkansas um, that was an adventure in itself and you know learned a lot about relationships and and my family relationships and things along those lines um, uh, you know and expectations and stuff like that of you know what is you know what is you know what's uh, you know what is expected out of me or my family or what I expect from them so on and so forth is just uh it's been been interesting you know it's been a lot but it's been it's been a fun a lot I guess to say the least 
after that, we went and spent, you know, three or four weeks at, uh, down on the Gulf Coast, down on the coast of Florida, outside Tampa and Bel Air Beach. That was great as a family. We had a really good time there. Um, it was a nice, beautiful spot. We really liked that. But this last year, especially for business at Tall Boy, my business partner, Justin, when, uh, when lockdown and everything happened, you know, we had an idea of what we expected thought was going to happen but we didn't know 100 percent but you know we knew we were gonna you know strap in and kind of figure it out um and we did you know we did figure it out it is not perfect but you know we're 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 getting there um you know it's we we agreed when everything happened and we lost about 70 percent of our business in like a 48 hour period that we were going to come out better on the other side one way or the other we didn't know how but we were going to figure it out um and everything was going to be better we were going to be better as individuals and our company was going to be better and i can honestly say it is it has been it hasn't been easy it's been uncomfortable awkward and all the good stuff that goes along with it but this last year it's uh for me personally it's been great for me and my family to figure some stuff out and especially for business it's been rough of being front row of seeing my wife of everything she worked so hard to build in her bar and not being able to open it all in 2020 i mean she opened for one weekend and had one of her best weekends ever and after that lockdown happened and she didn't have a choice she couldn't open and it's just there's nobody there you know, to say, you know, it's just sorry. That's all. I mean, to see other people, you know, uh, through lockdown and what they've dealt with and everything, but also being front row with your significant other and want to be there and support them and help push them through, but also want to be understanding. And I think that's one of the main things I've come to understand about a relationship is sometimes you just need to listen. Sometimes you need to listen. Especially men, we're the worst about just always feeling like we need to solve a problem, fix a problem, you know, help out with something. But I found that I'm there is times now, especially where I just need to shut my face and listen and just go, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry this happened to you. Is there anything I could do to help you out? And sometimes the answer is no. And it doesn't diminish your offer of help. But sometimes nothing is something of just going, you know, what can I do to help you and just listen to what someone is going through. And so what I'll try to work on this year, just being a better listener to people. And that's, that's one thing I can say that has helped me through this last year and keeping from everything becoming Groundhog's Day or a routine or getting frustrated with my wife or my kids or something is... It seems like every day or at least every other day I call one to two people to just check in. Say, how you doing? What do you got going on? What's going on with your work? What's going on with your life? And it's funny because sometimes when you, uh, especially from the South, we always feel self-conscious about it, but calling somebody out of the blue or reaching out to them, I feel like I got to start it out with, I don't need money. I don't have anything to sell you or pitch you. I'm just calling to check in and 
it usually breaks the ice pretty well but I've also had people that just didn't get back to me at all so I'm not sure if they they actually believed me or they just were uh, air quotes too busy but um, either way I respect it and I respect what anybody else is doing to get from day one you know point A to point B but um, I was thinking the other day that um, I was talking to somebody about stuff of growing up in Arkansas and I uh, <laughs> I was thinking about today too as I was driving back Harrisburg Illinois a little small town not much the only reason why I remember Harrisburg because I ran out of gas there once it's not the reason why I was there today but that's why I was there that's why I was there before because I was traveling through the no man's land that is from if you take and draw a, a line from Little Rock Arkansas caddy corner through up to like south of St. Louis across like there's a five state little area of Arkansas Missouri Illinois Indiana Kentucky and Tennessee where they all meet or right around each other it's a weird place right there and Sykeston Missouri is right in the middle of it but I was driving from Arkansas across that no man's land to Evansville one year coming back from my grandma's to meet the family up here and ran out of gas in, in Harrisburg and not much of a town, but, but if you have never been there, it's a really weird place. Really odd. It's just kind of like a no man's land. Nobody needs it. Uh, nobody really needs to go there if you're not from there. It's kind of weird. But uh, I was thinking that I can remember not having hot water growing up. And when I tell people that, they're just like, God, how old are you? And I say, I remember not having a phone when we got a phone installed. And uh, what was the other? I remember us not having heating and air, or not being on a paved road, or living in an area where you couldn't even get cable ran to you. I'm not sure if you can even get that now where I grew up. But it's like it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I grew up, I graduated in 1996 from high school. It wasn't that long. It was in the 90s when all these things are happening. But I was also thinking today how many places I've had to drive across city county state lines to get stuff that was legal in one area and illegal in another like growing up in arkansas there you know dry counties you got to drive across the county line i remember in southeast arkansas southwest arkansas laying asphalt around mena arkansas i'm not sure i ever covered it but it's a unique town in itself it's from uh from the clinton days and whitewater and the uh, iran contra and barry seals and all that from that uh Tom Cruise movie, American something, I can't remember. Anyway, watch that. You'll be reading more about Mina. But uh, in that area, we would have, Mina was a dry town, dry county. We'd have to drive over to Hevener, Hevener, Oklahoma, the little just nothing town, and but to buy beer, and it was 3-2 beer. I remember driving over there with my Uncle Mike and picking up Little King's Irish, or a Little King's Cream Ale and the little short stubby bottles, and Stuff like that was pretty cool. And then I remember driving across state lines up in northwest Arkansas over to Missouri to buy lottery tickets. I remember that. Driving over into Oklahoma to go to the casino. Driving to a casino is funny to me. Uh, you know, uh, what else? I mean, stuff like that that I, I, I can't... My kids are not going to understand 
of the fact that there was places that did have casinos, didn't have them. I mean, and it's funny because I was sitting here thinking about Evansville, Indiana, where Leah's from. Now we come up here and it has a casino, which I've driven distances for. Has a horse track, which I've driven distances for. It's got liberal booze laws, and it's got now it's an hour away from uh, recreational marijuana dispensaries, which I just drove across state lines for. And it's so funny to me, uh, you know, that there will be a time sooner rather than later to where, especially the younger generation is not going to want to be inconvenienced by it. And it's just going to be like, it's just silly that we do that. The prohibitionist mindset. So it's my one my one thing that I, I, I can't believe, I mean, Trump just kind of overlooked it or didn't care about it or didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, if he would have legalized you know, marijuana nationwide on November 1st, the election wouldn't have been as close. <laughs> wouldn't have been as close, in my opinion. I think it's just that big of a deal. If he was going to go do broad stroke uh, sweeping pardons, I wish he would have pardoned everybody that was in prison for nonviolent drug offenses, and especially marijuana. You know, it's just so stupid. It's just, I, I get a lot of the prohibitionist mindset. It's just the amount of people we keep in jail, especially now with COVID and everything, but it's just so unnecessary, the people that we keep in jail in this country. is 95% of people in jail in America will eventually get out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the way that we treat the people that are in there is just, it's just astounding to me. I was fortunate enough to, when I was my brief stint, two semesters at community college in West Art Community College in Fort Smith, Arkansas, um, to visit Cummins Maximum Security Prison in Arkansas. And it's Cummins Max is on like 200 some odd acres in the middle of nowhere, absolute nowhere, Arkansas, southern Arkansas, in the middle of those crops, nothing but fields as far as you can see. But Cummins Max is where they um, execute all the prisoners in Arkansas when they have executions. And we got to go into that death chamber, and it was a, not a comfortable place to be. It wasn't cool at all. There was nothing cool about visiting a prison. I'll be the first to tell you that. But we went as a part of a civics class, and it was um, just a unique experience. And Man, that was 20-some-odd years ago. Wouldn't recommend that, you know, it just blows my mind that we're just so short-sighted in the amount of people that we're going to introduce back to society while we're not doing a better job to <clears throat> get them caught up, not realizing the cycles we create for people. It's funny, the uh, thinking of Cummins Prison, every year my little small town in Arkansas, they had the, the grape festival every it's always the last weekend in July with the harvest of the grapes. It was also, coincidentally, the hottest damn weekend of the year, every year. You lose five pounds from just the sweat coming off of your elbows. It's that hot, just miserable. But every year, they always booked, the band they booked was the Cummins Prison Band. And it was just a, it was weird too, man, because... The band was phenomenal. They were so good. But they, um, it must have been so weird for them. 
And I guess you got used to it and enjoyed being out of the prison and to do anything. <clears throat> These five or six men, and they would stay in their military-issued uniforms, would play for this park of people just out there bringing their lawn chairs to have a good time and enjoy it and all that. It's just so weird now that I think about it. I don't know whether that was half good or half cruel at the same time. I guess it's the same mindset of the people that, uh, you know, were in, uh, you know, that were in Alcatraz and they said during New Year's Eve they could they could hear the celebrations and the countdowns across the bay sometimes of the stuff that was going on. It's like, man, it's just got to be rough just doing it just like right there. But it's been a unique year, you know, but hell be honest, I think we all could say every year has been unique. This was just unique for a different reason, I suppose. That's about all we can do. We're just watching a live broadcast from... See, the music this year that got me through has been... This guy discovered... It just released an, al an album that I just found in iTunes rotation last year by happenstance named William Prince from Canada. He's First Nations. And he's got this voice that's just so consistent and just so unassuming. But the songwriting just it's a lot about just it digs to the heart of relationship between your wife, your significant other, your family, your your friends or your kids or stuff like that. That just, just you know, a well-written song has a way of just cutting through everything and just, man, you know, those words is just like, um... My favorite lines is from a Jamie Johnson song uh, uh, about him being out one late, late night partying, uh, just saying, what the hell did I do last night? It's like trying to remember words to a song nobody wrote. And uh, William is such a phenomenal songwriter and a great voice and just point and purpose. And so many of his songs just resonate to me. <clears throat> excuse me, just resonate to me in relation to family or my kids. And the other one was uh, we, uh, Tyler Childers. It's been another one that I've really hung on to quite a bit. Reminded me of home in Appalachia and his long violent history I listen to all the time because it really puts it into perspective to me a lot of how rural America would predominantly white rural America would, would see the Black Lives Matter movement and the marches and everything around it and George Floyd and all that in a different light if it had, if it had been you know different of what situations we've dealt with in the past and that song talks about the you know the uh, the armed group of coal miners that fought the big coal companies and in turn the federal government stepped in and rained bombs down on them of how differently we would see things if it was in that perspective and then John Prine rest his soul and uh, I can say that was a big inspiration in March or April when I went back to the farm 
most time I ever spent back there, ever. Spent three weeks there with my wife and kids and had a lot of positives, some negatives. Um, his song, Just Come On Home, reminded me of that and, and reinforced that. And I um, know I love my, love my, my biological father and that side of the family. It's just... Uh, Some things you sometimes you just can't travel back in time, and sometimes we have relationships with people that um, you just can't. I always just say I could never. I don't want to learn any more of my grandmother's recipes because it's just gonna make me miss them more when if I try to make them. And nothing was uh, that I ever could make would ever be as special as sitting in my grandmother's living room or kitchen and eating their food and smelling their house and hearing the sounds of the creaky floor of my grandma McKee's house and you can't just go back and capture that you can document it but you can't go back and capture it and sometimes our relationships whether it be with friends or family or you just can't go back and capture that and that's okay and that's what I just had to learn is you, you gotta be okay with it I mean, I've, you know, whether it be my mom or sisters or different people in my life that I'm blood related to, I just have to be resigned that our relationship is that we don't have a relationship. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, we owe it to ourselves to put our mask on first, to be the best that we can for the people around us. And and trying to dedicate time or effort into something that isn't reciprocal. And it's not that if you keep doing it, it's the, uh, you know, first time, shame on me. Second, there's first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. And that's like, you, you, by the second, third time of just putting effort and time into something, if it's not working and it's not what you want it to be, you can't make it that. So you just have to accept that it isn't and, and move forward with your own life to build your own, uh, build your own stuff up, you know, and stop giving people access to things that, you know, they haven't earned or, or or the access to things that no one will ever be able to learn because that access that you gave other people it came from knowing you and trusting you and vice versa for 20 30 years and it is exactly what it is it's funny my wife and i we talk about it all the time it's like everything doesn't have to be a thing some things are exact and most things are is that is exactly as they should be you may not like it, it may not be perfect, but it is exactly what, as it should be. Whether it's ran its course or hasn't or never had a chance to or never will. And coming to terms with that and having that self-awareness is something I've really gained this past year. And It's funny, I um, saw a uh, follow a marketing thread on Twitter this guy that is always giving out advice for business multi-millionaire and he's done well with himself and everything he uh he put up a tweet of the top five goals in his life to have for quality of life it's like you know, not having any more than this amount of emails each day or phone calls or these quality of life things that he strives to that he hope one day he could get and i looked at the list and i possessed all of them but one at the end of the day, that's all I could ever ask for. 
It's the quality of life and time that I have with my family and just catching up and being able to have the opportunity to do what I do, you know. Sorry, going a little heavy and deep on this first show back, but just want to kind of give everybody a, a quick rundown of where I'm at and what's going on and, you know, next one will be a little bit more upbeat and we'll go charging through some good stuff, but for now, it is what it is, man, and it's good, it's beautiful, every bit of it is, and if you can hear this, be grateful because you can, if you're watching it and click on a smartphone, be grateful for that. There's so many things you go through your life of every day, you know, and, and be grateful for and be happy for and be thankful. Don't wait till something isn't like that or isn't as good or isn't where it should be. Do it now. Do it every day. You owe it to yourself and the people around you. That's about all I got as I pull up to my mother-in-law's house on West Franklin Street in Evansville, Indiana. Thank y'all again for hanging in and your patience for the last year or so. I hope you're doing well, and I hope to hug your damn neck soon. And if I haven't told you I love you in person recently, I promise I will do it if given the chance in the coming months or year. Uh, I hope to start to get back to do these on a regular basis. But for now, if you want to follow up, send me an email or anything. If you don't have my cell phone number, it's just the Neil N-E-I-L McCormick at gmail.com. You can follow along on Instagram. Mostly food, kid, travel pictures, and some playgrounds. Just the Neil McCormick at the Neil McCormick on Instagram. That's all I got. You have a good night. Go to check to see if I want any money on the Super Bowl.